Hello and welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the app that connects you to cyclists all over the world and makes indoor training fun. There are structured workouts, training plans that are really easy to follow, online group rides, and why not try a few races? You can also organize a meetup with a bunch of friends. You might just have to make your own coffee at the end. With Zwift, you can even listen to this podcast while you ride around the Champs-Élysées. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Get a free seven-day trial, no strings attached, at Zwift.com. Right on. Bonjour, bonjour, and uh, welcome to the Zwift SBS Cycling Podcast. Before we start, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash sport, or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Joining me on top of Otakam, it's Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? Oh, I'm feeling really holy. I'm feeling yeah. really oh, holy. Oh, you slept in Lourdes? I That's slept right. in Lourdes. <laughs> I, I, I went down to the grots. I, I, I dipped my toes in the water. I didn't do that at all. No. Um, <laughs> but it was good. It was a nice night there. And if you haven't been to Lourdes... Um, I haven't. I I've never been away. to Lourdes. Have you never been? No, I've never been to Lourdes. Okay. I'm not going to say anything. No, sorry. <laughs> Don't want to I, offend I, anyone either way, so I'll just keep it clean. Uh, but it was a good night. We had a good meal. And, of course, that's where the stage started today. Absolutely. And then the direction was uh, Otakam. And Otakam is always, and we said it before, uh, a bit of a dramatic uh, setup. I uh, really, really enjoy Otakam. Uh, but there's so much has happened on that stage. And we may, we may, we may have a winner of this Tour de France on our hand with Jonas Vingegaard. I think we can just about call it, can't yeah. we? It's, I mean, he didn't want to call it, though. No, he didn't want to call <laughs> it, and fair call. You just, you don't want to jinx yourself, do you? Cadell Evans was a bit like that, and he, and I think he almost got, uh, he almost got bowled over on the, with the champagne on that Champs Elysees yeah. stage as well. So, <laughs> fair call, but he absolutely proved he's the best bike rider in the race today. Yeah. So let's recap a bit of uh, this stage, if we can. Uh, so on the way to Otakam, there uh, was the climb, of course, to Otakam, but that wasn't the only climb. And the attack didn't actually happen too much on Otakam for Pogacar. Pogacar tried to do all his best, but way before Otakam. Yeah, he did. Uh, of course, they went over the Orbisk and then it was the second climb of the day, which I actually didn't know much about at all, um, was where he did what five six seven attacks yeah, eight was, ten twenty i don't know yeah and it looked like it was setting it up nicely for the order come and then it was on the descent though where of course he pushed it firstly vingago almost crashed and i can tell you he he that was close that was a close call the, the back wheel hopped out sort of you know half a meter or so and he held it upright and the pole kept pushing him and then he just overcooked it himself and probably showed yeah, this is hypercritical, and I say it as a not well. I guess I'm being critical, but yeah, this is, probably that's, showing that's what we pay you for, yeah, my friend. <laughs> showing just this little bit of um, lack of, for lack of a better word, composure. I suppose he's tried to attack him up the climb half a dozen times. He's forcing the pace, trying to take risks on the descent, and he just he messed up his own line, the pog. Yeah, because he was too worried. He was too focused on trying to drop the guy on his wheel when really. He probably should have just been focusing on doing the best ascent possible. You know, that's, and I know that is hypercritical. Um, me sitting in my armchair <laughs> watching the 40, 40 inch plasma, <laughs> it's a lot easier to, but you know, and he's allowed to be. He's, as Kino said at the end of that sort of stage there, he's only 23 years yeah. of age. So, 
what could he have done differently though? Because he, he really attacked and attacked and attacked in in the part of the course that he thought he could actually create a gap and and, and distance himself from from Vingegaard. Yeah, not much, not much. I think that's the thing, isn't it? Um, yeah, not much at all. Vingegaard showed he had his measure. He he had the wood on him, and you know, yes, then he crashed. Then okay, Wout Van Aert dropped Pog, but I think the crash actually. Uh, hurt him a bit and you could see that he lost a minute in the end but he there wasn't anything else he could do I mean they're attacking at 35 kilometers an hour yeah up 10 percent at, at stages you know he was giving it everything he could and Vingago was able to ride that defensive he had he's got that two minute buffer or he had the two minute buffer he's got more than that now so you know the flip side is Pog did everything he could do yeah and at the end of the day he he just hasn't got what he had 12 months ago and, and actually when we think about it we, we're looking at this from the defending champion's uh, point of view uh, Tadej Pogacar but let's not forget that uh, the effort the effort and the strength and the, the, the classmanship and the, the everything that's, that Vingegaard has shown on this whole Tour de France and you can also summarise this on today's stage yeah. he's been absolutely grand today yeah, yeah you're spot on it's a really good point and that bit you just said classmanship the classmanship he showed when Pog crashed and he waited for him. He didn't have to. Pog was attacking him on the descent. Yeah. He was attacking him up the hill. He could have kept riding and no one actually probably would have criticised him. Um, actually, they probably would have. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. There would have been someone. There would have yeah. been someone out someone there. Someone on Twitter somewhere would have someone criticised keyboard, him. Some keyboard warrior would have done it. Um, but he did. He showed his absolute class. And the Pog showed his class too by acknowledging it as soon as he got back to him and thanking him he put his hand out and thanked him and but uh, like if we look if i'm a bit cynical though did that mean at that point that basically Vingegaard was just got a, a, a get out of the jail card because if if he then he crushed again what did you call it during the stage you called it something similar uh, uh, you, uh, something better than get out of jail but you're right what you're saying i know what you're, you're like because, because if Vingegaard then crushed pog could have attacked, but he, he, not, oh, he, yeah, he, he wouldn't. Been, he wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, the fans who are watching <laughs> yeah. roadside on their on their you know I'm, I'm smartphones or tablets. I'm just a cynical man. They would have ripped <laughs> him off the bike, I imagine. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, you'd like to think that Pog would have done the same, and I think he probably would have. So, look, in the end, it's why we love the sport. We've we've seen a great battle. Um, we didn't get, we didn't get. We, you know, I can't help it. I wanted the Pog to take a minute and a half today. Yeah. Not necessarily take the yellow, and I, I love Vingegaard. I think he's a, he's going to be a great champion, and he's going to be a great Tour de France winner. But I would have loved to have seen it go into the TT thirty seconds difference to have a proper battle on Ooh, the TT. Wouldn't that have been nice? That would have been really nice. Um, you can't have everything. You can't have everything. <laughs> and look, what, other, do, you mean, what do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> we've had we've had you know probably compared to these boring tours. Yeah, you know, sky on the front, riding tempo. This was anything but that. So it has been a great tour. The two COVID tours were incredible. Mm -hmm. This probably, it's close to that, but not quite, but it's still great race. Yeah. Let's also look at uh, Jumbo Visma as a whole. Uh, incredible team on paper, but incredible team on the road today. Very unclear what Van Aert was doing at the beginning, but in the end, it became quite useful for, for Vingegaard. And I don't know if that was planned or not, but... In that case today, he sort of fell into places. Yeah, I, I think they gave him the green light to go for it. They gave him the green light to go for the stage win. And so he, he attacked from pretty much the world goal. Yeah. 
created a breakaway, was in there with a, with a few other guys, but in the end, he was there pretty much until the last, what, 200 meters, 400 meters? Uh, Van Aert. Van Aert, yeah. Our last few kilometers. Last yeah. few kilometers? Yeah, so he, he, I mean, he dropped Pog. That, that's what was exceptional. But yeah, they gave him the green light. In the end, they got caught by the by the jersey group, yellow jersey group, which is his teammates. And then he slipped back into super domestique because there was a moment we thought he was going to take the polka dot jersey, didn't we? Uh, if he'd won the stage, he would have taken it by a couple of points. In the end, Vingago takes it off Geshka. I feel sorry for Geshka. Yeah, a little bit, actually. I mean, I feel I've, sorry for Kofidis as well. Yeah, That could have been a nice jersey to bring home. But. And there's three, believe it or not, there's three Category 4, four climbs to come, but there's not enough points up. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so I think it's done. I think that, well, it is done. If there's no more, if there's not enough points, it's done. Um, but back to Van Aert, the big question out of this, and I know we've been here before, but on a day like today and what he's done in the tour, you have to ask yourself, Will he one day want to ride for general classification? Mm-hmm. Because if he wants to, I think he could big time. So what does he need to do? You, you mentioned when we were watching live, drop a few kilos. Yeah. But what, what else? Drop a few kilos. He could still ride the, some of the classics. The Pog ride Flanders this yeah. year. Um, so he could still ride a couple of his favourite classics. Just not have a, a, a beginning, a top-heavy beginning of the season. And put more of a focus on the training for the Grand Tour. But I mean, look at him. He's up the road nearly every day. He's not riding like he's a Grand Tour rider because he because he's not. But if he does, he wouldn't be up the road every day. He'd ride conservatively. So I actually don't think someone like Van Aert needs to change his training too much. He, he's won TTs at the Tour. He's won flat stages. He's won mountain stages. So there's actually not much he needs to change. Mm-hmm. He just needs to ride more like a Grand Tour rider. And I think he could actually be, you know, one of those riders. And it's, yeah, it sounds but, like but, a broken record because we've talked about it before. But you, you've seriously got to, I think the microscope can come can come a bit more fairly on it now. Yeah, and but I would I would ask the further question, which Grand Tour? Because he might yeah. not be the Tour de France. Vingegaard next year should come and defend the title. Oh, yeah, you know, I mean, if he stays on if paper, he le- if he leaves Yumbo, yeah. I'd think if he's going to do it, he's got to leave Yumbo. Do you think so? Or, or could he be? You know, when, when we think about Maybe it, they've the got. Giro? Well, this is the thing. They've got they've got Vingegaard for the for the Tour de France. Roglic is the king of the Vuelta. Yeah. So why not give uh, Van Aert to have a have a shot at the at the Giro? And, like and then and then they've got three Grand Tours with potential leaders that are, that are dedicated to that Grand Tour. Yeah. Would that suit him as a, as a race? Well, I mean, the course changes, but look, at the end of the day, you, you're good at Grand Tours or you're not, or you can do them or you can't, so it doesn't matter. It's the fact that it's three weeks. We know there's mountain stages. We know there's a lot can happen. Give him a shot. I'd love to see it. Yeah. You know, and give him a, give him a shot in the next three years while he's this type of rider. He's at his prime, we know it. It's like Matthew Vanderpoel, like the Pog. When they're 30, they probably, in my opinion, they probably won't be at their prime anymore. Yeah. They're not going to be this, these super athletes just because they've, they've peaked early in their career. So, But yeah, it is an interesting discussion. Yeah, absolutely. Let's listen to uh, the winner of the stage, the yellow jersey wearer, the potential winner of this Tour de France, Jonas Vingegaard. Honestly, Jonas, you could have could not have dreamt of a most beautiful day. You win a stage of the Tour de France with the yellow jersey on your shoulders, and you gain time in the in the overall. How how amazing is that? 
Oh, it's an uh, incredible. Uh, yeah, this morning I said to uh, to my girlfriend and my daughter I wanted to win for them, and uh, I did. So uh, I'm uh, I'm really really happy and and proud that I I won for them, and uh, yeah, this one is is really for uh, for my two girls at home. You had time to celebrate. You had time to realize that you were winning a stage with that with that advantage. What was going through your mind once you crossed the line and actually before? <laughs> I was just happy that it finally ended. It was uh, incredible hard, and uh, yeah, of course I'm I'm also really really happy that uh, that I win the stage and. Uh, yeah, now there's still two more days to come uh, before we are in Paris, so we need to keep focus and uh, yeah, we will take it day by day again. A lot of battling with, between you and Tade. There was that crash, of course. Can you take us through what happened there? Yeah, I think he, uh, how do you say it? He kind of missed the corner and uh, and then uh, he went down into into some gravel and then he tried to steer it out and then yeah, then the bike. Uh, how do you say it? Yeah, disappeared under him, and uh, yeah, then uh, then I waited for him, and uh, yeah, I uh, luckily today I think I have to thank all my teammates. Uh, incredible! You see Wout van Aert uh, dropping Tadej Pogacar in the end. Uh, Seb Kuss was incredible. Everyone was incredible. Tish, uh, Christoph, and. Uh, Nathan, I mean, they were all incredible today. So thanks so much to my teammates. I could never have done this without them. You take a very, very serious op uh, option on overall victory. Can we talk about that or you don't want to talk about it yet? I don't want to talk about it yet. I will, uh, there's also a day to tomorrow and the day after tomorrow and then we are in Paris. So uh, let's talk about that in, uh, in two days. Thank you very much. Thank you. So as Jonas Vingegaard, uh, like we mentioned a little bit before, he doesn't want to talk about the, the yellow jersey. He wants to talk about the yellow jersey in Paris, but not right now. The victory here. Do you know? You know those riders. That's what we get on the in, on an interview tonight when the doors are closed on the hotel. Are they going to celebrate? Not necessarily celebrate, but going to have a quick drink on a job well done today with a very very serious eye at Paris. And and are they going to start? A little bit of congratulating themselves on on a job well done today for the team. Yeah, totally for today they will, and we'll see that they'll probably allow the camera or maybe no, we won't get the cameras in there because of the COVID sort of rules and regs. But no, they will. He, he yeah, he says it as you say on camera and behind closed doors. Will it be different? No, just because he can crash, there could be a cross. There could be crosswind on the flat stage tomorrow. We don't know. So they've just, they do have to, because you, they do have to keep their eye on the ball, just because it's more a mental thing. If you mentally say we've won, sort of the whole team relaxes. So it's not even about, yeah. even if Vingago is, you know, we know he's mentally tough, we know he's physically tough, but they've got to keep the rest of the teammates around him mentally switched. So for the management, it's, it's not like they have to be super regimented and not let their hair down, let the riders let their hair down. They will. But they will re sort of reaffirm that that commitment, guys. Three days to go. Three days to go. Three days to go. The race doesn't end here. Doesn't end on the TT. They'll go through the processes for the TT, 
yeah, sure, the Champs-Élysées stage, there will be that champagne for the cameras in the early neutralised section, but they'll stay focused right till the very end. And, you know, people say, oh, the Champs, you know, over the years, some people have not so much criticised it or, or call it that. Who's criticised the Champs? Well, I don't know. Give me some names here well, because... Uh, a couple of people in the, our team have They the are not going to be my friends. <laughs> I love it. You know I love it. <laughs> But they say it should be a proper stage, like a, as in a hard-fought stage. I disagree. Is, is three weeks not enough? And I think the final day, it's one of the, it is the most beautiful, most beautiful boulevard in the world. It's the world championship of sprint for the sprinters. Mm -hmm. So it's still a massive stage to win, and it's unique. It's different. So, and so saying all that, Vingago uh, and Yumba Visma will not relax until then. Yeah. But they're breathing easy. Okay. They're breathing easy. <laughs> What what did uh, Pogacar miss uh, in terms of teammates in, uh, in, in, this in in this year? Could we could we now look back and say maybe for all the dollars they've got they might not have got the, the, the wiser recruitment? Uh, yeah. Are they missing uh, some 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 shotguns here somewhere that could help him? Hundred percent, we can say that because the proof the proof is there. It's not, it's not even an opinion because we've seen it over the 19 days or 18 days that we've done. Can it still be my opinion? Or? Yeah, <laughs> yeah see, see how I take ownership of, of that. I know your good ones. Your crap ones, I just, I just move on. <laughs> I, I just remind you that two weeks ago, someone said, I think Vingegaard's going to win this race. Hey, hey. You, you absolutely can own that. And it, well done on that because that, is, that, is a, that was a massive call. Yeah. But when you said it, I looked at you and thought, like... I took you seriously, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't sort of go, "You're an idiot." What are you talking about? Because there was uh, something in it. Not that time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not like any other time. But no, no. It was. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? How it's unfolded. But yeah, back to UAE. Yes. Look. So hindsight's a wonderful thing. Yeah. And, and I think I think you, you know I, I I I'm pretty good mates with Matt White, and I, yeah. I caught up with him. Uh, in Spain before the tour and you know we catch up we, we've got a long sort of um, relationship back to our racing days as 16, 17 year olds and I, I love catching up with him because outside of this you know we're, yep. both, we're both playing character roles here when I interview him we're mates but there's a character role being played but when I chat to him away from all of that and we, we have a, a, a nice boozy lunch away <laughs> from work and, and racing he talks about, and he tells me about, you know, just things like, you know, we came to the tour last year, Bike Exchange. We came with a great team. We didn't win a stage. It doesn't mean it wasn't a great team. Yeah. It just means they didn't win a stage. So I guess there is that grain of salt with UAE. So I'm going, I'm contradicting a little bit here. Maybe their recruitment is good. Maybe it's good. But maybe they're just off a little bit this year. Hershey, we barely saw him. Yeah. You know, uh, McNulty has been good in the third week. He's been good, really good. Mike has been good. Mike has been good. Micah has been good. Um, has he matched up to Yumbo Visma? Maybe, maybe not. It's debatable. So they're missing a few. So it's easy to criticise, but sometimes things just don't go your way, yeah. do they? So I think... But how do you sell that back to a sponsor like UAE? UAE that has got this culture of winning because they've won the last two Tour de France so they have they don't know how to lose a Tour de France at the minute they've won the last two with this guy Pogacar uh, how do you transform that culture on yeah okay that's fine we've done the best we could and we had a good team we had the best we could 
and we we just be beaten by by the best one. Do you think that's that's feasible? Is that, that how is it going to happen? Well, they got to wear it, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> they don't have a choice now, so they will. Maro Giannetti, he, he's the general manager. He's a former pro. He was a silver medalist at the Worlds. He was a good bike. He was an exceptional bike rider, and he, I imagine, he's a pretty smart guy. So they will go back to the drawing board and they've had as you say the two years of discovering this guy they discovered him before that yeah. they signed him didn't they for five years i think initially so they now have to go back and go okay we had a bit of a carte blanche with the, with this superstar kid but now the other teams have caught up and specifically yumbo visma with vingago so yeah they've got to put the microscope on their recruitment they've got to look at and they've got to be brutal because if they think there's some dead wood and they're they're still on contract maybe they've got to cut ties with a couple mm -hmm. of riders so they can bring in a couple more and maybe they've got to buy other riders out of their contracts who knows this is this is the game now as brutal as it is that's possibly what uae need to do for next year million dollar question who do you fancy in that outfit i need more time to think about it i yeah. think um no it's a good question isn't it i mean Who, can, who could have helped the Pog a little bit more this well, year? Do you... I mean, I don't think he'd ever go there because he'll probably finish his career with Ineos, Garrett Thomas. Yeah. Obviously, he's a great bike rider. He's won the Tour, etc., etc. But he's a wise, experienced rider now. So maybe not G, but someone like G. Okay. Someone with that level of experience because, look, Simon Guerin's called it, and again... I'll say it again, I, I don't think there's too many times I'll debate or argue with Simon, you know, with everything he's done in his career. And, you know, I think I think <laughs> we, sh we can respect everything that comes out of his mouth when you talk tactics and all that. Um, and Simon called it that he thought the Pog did way too much attacking, jumping, you know, jumping around the bunch in the first week to 10 days. Now, you can argue that maybe he didn't. He just got beaten by a better bike rider. Mm -hmm. But maybe he did. We'll never know. But maybe that's what cost the Pog that capitulation on the Col de Grenon midway through the race. Yeah, absolutely. Let's listen to Tadej Pogacar. Well, first of all, Tadej, how are you? Uh, you hit the ground. Uh, how, how are you doing? Yeah, I was uh, quick, quick back on the on the bike. So yeah, a uh, few bruises uh, hit on my on my ass, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I could uh, no problem continue. It was uh, yeah. Uh, I thought I'm already out of the corner because he took me by a little bit by by surprise, and there was a gravel on the side, and uh, yeah, I hit the ground. But uh, yeah, I'm okay. Do you think that crash had consequences on the fact that you lost time today? I don't know. Uh, let's not uh, say anything, but. Uh, Yeah, today uh, Jumbo was so strong. I tried. I I went all in for uh, for the yellow, but uh, in the end, in the end, when I when I crashed, uh, I lose a bit of uh, yeah uh, motivation on the final climb. I but uh, I didn't give up. I pushed my limits today. I think and. Uh, Yeah, I'm, pro I'm proud of today, and uh, yeah, to today the best man won. Thank you very much. Tadej Pogacar. You, you mentioned uh, G. Let's, let's have a minute to talk about him, because we mentioned in the podcast yesterday uh, with Simon Gerrans, first Tour de France in 2007. That's 15 years ago. I don't know if you remember what you were doing in uh, 2007, but for me, it's a while back. That was my first tour. 
There you go. That was my first <laughs> tour working on it. There we go. And you know where I joined? And she them? was on it as well. <laughs> you know where I joined them? In Ghent, the city of Ghent. There's okay. a stage finish in Ghent. Yeah, that was. So there you go. But that I was know exactly that, where I was. <laughs> that was that was G's uh, first tour. So. But today he's riding, and that's, I think he believe I believe he said it on social media, and and, uh, and Simon said it yesterday. He's riding pretty much his best level. Yeah. And today he's on the verge, if nothing changes too much in a classification, to be on the podium. So the guy's won the Tour de France, but he's now battling to stay on the podium, and he's pr probably will uh, stay on the podium. Yeah, he should with a TT should. to come. I think so, Godou is in fourth. He'll out TT Godou. Yeah. And, and let's be specific, when you say at his best level, in terms of the scientific data, he is writing yeah, yeah. the best data. Yeah. The same data, if not better, he said, as when he won the tour. So, I mean, he, there's nothing else he can do, uh, G. So, no, a brilliant performance. The noise you're hearing next to us, I believe... The president Macron is going to pass by us. Should we try and get a question? Uh, well, you go there. <laughs> Should we try? And no, no, they're not going to let us, are they? They're not going to. No, let us. Not gonna no. Let us. and he's not going that way. He's not going that no, way. He's, he's, uh, he's, he's going down the mountain. Yeah, uh, helicopter is on the other side, so he probably is actually going that way to we exit. Could, yeah, we, we could. Uh, uh, yeah, we could ask a question. So, uh, uh, yeah, that's probably going to be tough. <laughs> yeah, um, we are right. We're roadside again. If you, you'd be hearing it in the background. Because we thought we might get a few riders once again, but nah, this time they're all doing a U-turn. Yeah. The riders, the buses are parked at the bottom of the order camp, and I think it's going to take us about three hours to do 10 kilometres tonight. Yeah, yeah we might uh, as well take our time. Yeah, I think uh, so. Anyone else that you want to mention on, on this particular I, stage? I uh, do. That's why I did it. I do, yes, I do. Nick Schultz. 25th on the stage today you might sort of go oh, okay you know that's fine that's okay 11 minutes off the stage winner of Vingago brilliant ride he's mm. had a brilliant tour. yeah the brilliant he's tour overall yeah super super close second oh that would have been yeah. good but I think it's the silver lining for him because I think gee he's got he's got a big few years ahead of him I'm so so uh um Loving what I'm seeing from him, loving his attitude off the bike. You know, I'm only seeing snippets of it when we interview him, but loving his his, his backstory. It's just a great story, and you know, I think he's got a big future. And I hope he I hope he stays. I hope I hope everything is sort of um, works for him at Bike Exchange because I think he could be the Aussie cyclist. I disagree a little bit with Simon. Here you go. The first yeah. thing. Well, I think he can ride GC, and it might, his best general classification result might come in three or four years, but I think he can. And based on what I've seen here this year, he had a rough start to the year. Matt White said it, COVID, etc. So, yeah. And, and I'm going to give you this one with uh, saying I agree with you because let's just think of Jay Hindley. He was able to win a Grand Tour. Yeah. Not in the best team you could think for a Grand Tour, yeah. but he was able to find his window and yeah. win a Grand Tour. So why not Nick Schultz? And, and you know, and, and, and Jai Hinley is not that much younger than Nick Schultz. No, different, different sort of different careers. And Jai was second two years ago. Absolutely. But two years before that, I'm not sure anyone would have. Plenty of plenty of cycling Australian cycling coaches and experts, etc., would have called it. But still, it's a big. It's still a big, a big uh, thing, and yeah, you know, I think Nick's going to find his 
he he's just going, he's this slow burn that is yeah. he's like a good red that is going to get better. He seems to be I mean, despite the fact that uh, they had some great wins with Bling, Michael Matthews, with uh, Grunewagen. Uh, Schulz is kind of the good news story out of uh, this team for the tour, yeah, don't you yeah. think? Yeah, he is. And as you know, we did a we, I did a rest day interview with himself, yep. Michael Matthews, and Matt White, and. Not sure if they're up yet, but this is a news alert. Keep checking back on the on demand on the SBS Sport pages. There should be a really good feature with Nick Ful- Nick Schultz up there pretty soon. And uh, the interview was great, and I loved everything he said. And he, he sort of indulged a little bit back on his his pathway to the pro ranks. It was just some really good stuff that he said. And you know, for parents listening who've got young kids, teenagers coming through make sure your kids listen to it because that is the perfect role model. Yeah, and as uh, I've listened to it and there's a couple of uh, quotes in there where he got his reality check mm. uh, and put him back at this place, yeah. which probably has, is, is currently helping him being a better bike rider. Oh, it's just everything. Yeah, Absolutely. Great. Okay, let's look at the stage that is uh, happening tonight uh, for you on SBS. It has got sprint written all over it. Having said this, we had so many surprises in this Tour de France that we can't guarantee everything. But this could be a one where Caleb Ewan can actually do something, let's hope, don't you think? No, absolutely. 100, 188 kilometres to Cahors. 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 You change it every time. It's Cahors. 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 Yeah. Okay. That's all right. Two category fours. No, no, good. I want to be corrected. 188.3 kilometres. Interestingly, the final cat four is 1.6 kilometres at 6.3%. I don't think it... No, it's not enough. comes with 35 kilometres to go. So it's got sprint stage written all over it, but there are some desperate teams with not much. And there's a few desperate um, French riders, by the way. Yep. There's a few desperate French riders. (laughs) So there's going to be a tax, but I would imagine Lotto Sudal and I would imagine Quickstep Alpha Vinyl are going to control this race. Actually, the big question, as we right now are doing this pod, riders are still coming in. I'm presuming Jakobsen will make the cut. He made it by 12 seconds yesterday. Mm-hmm. So who knows? We'll see. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, but that could be a good one for, for Caleb uh, before Paris because we always said, and we said it even in this podcast, World Cup of, of, uh, of uh, Sprint is in uh, the Champs-Élysées, but it would be nice to have one before as well. Oh, yeah. It's, look, we've all, we're all riding on his shoulders aren't we these three weeks and he's been really great he's he's, he's spoken to us as he did yesterday yeah in when this he crossed the, yeah when he crossed the line at the summit finish and he's actually been in really good spirits so i think what's good is he's kept his head on he's kept his morale up yes he's suffered he, he reckons he hasn't had great form throughout the three weeks but yesterday he said it was one of the best days he's yeah. had on a feeling on a bike even though it's not suited to him, that the terrain. So he absolutely is in with a chance uh, yep. tomorrow. Absolutely. And it's a good stage to uh, to watch again on SBS. Uh, Maka, thank you for joining us today. Uh, there's still a lot more cycling to happen on SBS. A lot more cycling and a few huge car lifts between now and Paris. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Maka. Thank you. This was the uh, Zwift SBS Cycling Podcast. And before we go, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash sport or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Until next time, it's bye for now. 
Now that we're finished talking about cycling, for today at least, let's do a little riding ourselves because the fun never stops on Zwift. Training solo at home gets old real quick, but with Zwift group rides, events and races, you'll have plenty of people to ride and chat with to keep you motivated. Plus, it's got great built-in training programs tailored for every ability. There are even workouts that can be squeezed into 20 minutes if you're really stuck for time. On Zwift, traffic lights, stop signs, busy roads, bad weather, they all disappear. And each interval has the watts and rest periods dialed in for the perfect training conditions. To start riding and discover how Zwift makes indoor training fun, head to Zwift.com for a free seven day trial. Thanks for watching or listening while you're riding on Zwift. Ride on.